I'm Mike Shrews. And I'm Tivis. And you're listening to... The Monstercast. Episode 34. Welcome back, everybody, to the MonsterCast, the podcast where we watch and talk about the monsters. I am Mike Shrews, and with me, as always, my co-host and friend, Tivis. Tivis, how you doing today, my man? Uh, better than you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, real quick, um, on the dirty work, uh, you can find the MonsterCast on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter via the Monstercast, and we are also on YouTube. If you want to see our pretty ugly faces, via the Monstercast YouTube channel, um, you can also email us questions, concerns, topics, um, life stories about the monsters, anything you want, or if you even want to try and show up on the show and guest spot on the show, uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, you can email us at the Monstercast at Outlook dot com. Uh, and if you missed last week, we got to talk to Daniel Roebuck, who is the new monster for the or new grandpa monster for the upcoming movie. Uh, we have it in audio as well, but I highly recommend the video version, even though something went wrong with my audio and I become unsynced throughout the video. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of stuff that Daniel shows off. I, I got uh, you synced up right at the beginning. And then event, uh, as it goes through, it just unsyncs and unsyncs and unsyncs. It's so uh, freaking know, annoying. Yeah, but it, it's an amazing interview. We heard a lot of anecdotes, a lot of stuff about the film, a lot of his personal you know, emotions and investment in the characters themselves. And, uh, it's a fantastic talk. Like, what? Honest to God, the funnest thing I've done with the show. Yeah, it, it was. It was nice. It was fun. Um, the Fergozi Emerald was cursing the audio, though. I'll tell you that right now. That's 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 how I looked at that one. <laughs> uh, the next thing that we need to bring up because we couldn't uh, last week is the fact that Butch Patrick has been announced for the film finally in a role that. We don't know. It's specifically a character from the episode, the Tin Man, which means it could be Eddie. <laughs> I, I, no, I thought he was cast as the Tin Can Man, the robot itself. I believe Rob Zombie's post states he's a character from that episode. No, I swore that they he's even on IMDb as Tin Can Man, dude. I don't know. I'm looking it up right now, but... Uh, yeah, so that's exciting that we finally have some Butch Patrick news. Yeah. Yeah, that's a couple weeks old now, but yeah, I, I believe... As the Tin Can Man, son of a... Okay. Yeah. The only one right, that... Who, I read who, that wrong as a mystery, but okay. The only <laughs> one who hasn't been announced who they're playing yet is, is Pat, Pat Priest. And mm. then, of course, on the cast list anyways, from what I have seen... We don't know who is playing Zombo. 
Mm-hmm. So. Do you want to give the listeners your theory? Maybe we could create a poll, see if they agree. Oh, my theory on Zombo? I mean, yeah. just because I was going based on like looking off of uh, IMDb, I was like, what if Pat Priest is playing Zombo? I think it would and be fun. <laughs> I, I don't think she is. But I don't think she is either, honestly. I, w- I would love to hear what the listeners think. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I thought that would be interesting because it's literally the one character that's not cast, uh, like put on to IMDb at the moment is Zombo. And Pat Priest is the one actor on there without a character assigned to them on IMDb. So, well, you know, Zombo is Zombo. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyways, I, I think that it would be interesting if that turned out that Pat Priest was playing Zombo. We'll find out from the trailer as we have not watched the trailer yet. Um, it has just dropped. Uh, we will be doing a video that will be out before this episode even shows up. So you guys can check that out. Anyways, um, should we should we should we move forward on to today's episode to this? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, so the first episode we're going to talk about is Zombo. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, season two, episode 22. Overall, it's episode 60 of the original Monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, aired February 17th, 1966. Written by Dennis Whitcomb, which this is his first writing credit. Uh, he wrote seven episodes of Death Valley Days and acted in three of those. Uh written uh he wrote an episode of i dream a genie called my turned on master i don't know why i felt the need to uh (laughs) include that one (laughs) but you know here we are i am just going to verify the fact that this is his first writing credit i feel like that's wrong but he's got 21 credits in script and continuity department as well so uh this person has been around for quite some time Mm mm-hmm uh, yeah, this is his first acting credit or writing credit. I'm sorry. Awesome. All right. Yeah. So, uh, of course, Norm Liebman and Ed Haas were also involved because showrunners, mm-hmm. uh, Ezra Stone directed it again. Uh, so the guest list, we have Zombo as Zombo, you know, as cause I've learned my ways. Uh, Zombo but Zombo. So a person people confuse with Zombo is uh, Louis Neal. Uh, you know, definitely not Zombo. But if you wanted to see more of Louis Neal uh, or Nye, I'm sorry, it's Nye, not Neal. Uh, they played Dr. Uh, Delbert Gray in the Anne Southern show, which ran from 60 to 61. Uh, Harry Carp in Needles and Pins, which ran from 73 to 74. And uh, Jeff he played Jeff Green's dad in Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is a more recent show for us, uh, which ran from mm. 2000 to 2002. Okay. We have Mike Barton as Frank. Uh, Jimmy Styles as Billy. Jackie Minty as Tommy. Uh, Digby Wolf as Dave Svensson, the director, which... Uh, <clears throat> directed the 1971 movie Sing America Beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
and has 25 writing credits to his career as well. So, you know, actor, writer, director, kind of a cool combo. I like when we see those. Uh, and then finally, we have Gary Owens, uncredited as Zombo's announcer, who previously played Dick Willett in Will Success Spoil Herman Munster? Okay. So I think we're ready for the synopsis now. Um, real quick, was there yep. returning kids in this episode? Did you know this at? I did not. Okay. I went through and we'll looked at them all. We'll get into them when we didn't. talk about the episode. All right. <clears throat> Zombo, episode 22 of season two, February 17th, 1966. Eddie, an avid <clears throat> fan of a ghoulish TV host, Zombo, becomes the winner of the why I like Zombo contest and gets to be on the Zombo show. Herman becomes jealous of Eddie's new hero and wants to appear equally outlandish. Uh, was this the first? I'm curious, like where they, what they based Zombo off of, like who was the first TV host that did the scary uh, thing like this, you know? Because, like, we had Elvira eventually. We have uh, Joe uh, uh, Joe Briggs. Is that what his name is? Yeah. Um, and um, a bunch of others, you know, eventually came out and started doing shows and stuff like this. But were there any that did any of this back in the 60s? I'm curious. I don't recall. I don't know any off the top of my head, so I can't answer this. Yeah. Other than Alvira. I know um there were like, you know, like uh uh Alfred Hitchcock did like Alfred Hitchcock stuff and Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock presents. And then you had um um oh there's like all the horror directors, I guess, back in the day did a bunch of random things like this but like i'm talking like making the actual character and doing all that stuff so i'd like to be i think i'll look into that i should have looked into it before we started recording too uh anyways let's start off this episode my man (laughs) all right so we open with uh wait did you do the synopsis at all yeah yeah uh i'm sorry we uh open with eddie watching zombo on tv and uh, as Zombo's like walking on the set, there's a dude who is literally just hung like with a noose, not in his pants. Mm. And I'm like, how is that getting past the sensors? <laughs> like even the monster sensors. Like, is this before the FCC went crazy? <laughs> Maybe. When was the FCC even like created? The FCC. Oh, geez. Uh I have no idea, man. They were like 1930s. That's that's absolutely insane that uh, (laughs) that's just there on screen. Um, Like, (laughs) yeah, that that blew my mind that that was allowed first off. But uh, then Herman comes in, you know, Eddie's ignoring him. I'm so stupid. Vampira. The Vampira Vampira show. I totally forgot about that. That was from the uh, 50s. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not guys. familiar with. Uh, All right. It is uh, like Elvira takes a lot from uh, her for sure. Her show from sure. Okay. So, yeah. That's um, interesting. 
Yeah, there's a few of them from the 50s and 60s that were out, apparently, it looks like. But yeah, I, I totally forgot about Vamp- uh, Vampira. Sinister Seymour as well. I remember watching that. Okay. See, I remember uh, these things once I am refreshed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't memory weird? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Eddie's like ignoring him. He's like, you know, I'm home. Could you say hi? Yep. Could you give me a hand or a high five or something? Anything, Could you at least kid? look at me? <laughs> And then Hermit sits down on the ground and like pouting basically next to him and he's like Any, anything? 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 <laughs> nope. Uh, Z- Zombo's talking about announcing the winner to his contest he's got going on. Herman getting f- increasingly irritated moves in front of the TV and that's when Eddie finally goes, oh, you're home. <laughs> <laughs> Herman then proceeds to throw a little fit. Yeah. Intro. <laughs> dun 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 dun. Which um, after sixty episodes, still love this music. Yeah, I. The closer we get to monsters today, the more I'm worried that they're going to change it because I've purposely avoided it. I don't remember the monsters today theme, so I would I I would have to. Uh... Wait, I'm going to wait. I'm trying to not watch a whole lot of the other monster stuff until we get to it. So it's fresh in my mind mm-hmm. when we watch it. Yeah, so I get same. a better reaction and stuff. Uh, I did watch the trailer to the first movie, though, which I found fun, which is how we found out it's in Telecolor. <laughs> but mm. And it even has Herman announcing that fact. It's it's pretty interesting. <laughs> but we'll talk about that when we get to it. Yeah. Uh, so at breakfast the next day, uh, Grandpa is showing Marilyn his Playgoal magazine like a creep. Uh, infamous Playgool magazine the the same magazine like um i think there's a photo of dan holding one as well uh mr roebuck as grandpa just with a different cover and yeah. like people were like going ape shit on the internet like oh that's not the monsters and then it's like it's literally the monsters dude <laughs> like what gets me is the fact that he's like hey hey Marilyn, check this out no, yeah. stop it. Why are you reading that at breakfast? There's articles, <laughs> man. You never know. It, it, just because it says play ghoul doesn't necessarily mean, you know, we know it's a play on Playboy, but like it doesn't necessarily mean it's got the same stuff that Playboy had into it. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So Grandpa and Lily talk about how good of an influence Zombo is on Eddie. And uh, Herman's sitting there like, you know, why doesn't he look up to me anymore like that? And he kind of just wanders off. Mm. All dejected and sad. (laughs) Which is true, because we've seen how many episodes now of Eddie, like, looking up to his dad and being like, you know, you're the person I want to be when I grow up. Mm. So, you know, his kid's getting older. Looking onto other places, I'm sure it's got to be a little hurtful. But also, Herman's a kid in his own right, so <laughs> he doesn't know how to process this properly. Uh, in the living room, Eddie is watching Zombo again, showing off his new cereal, where you pull out a human-shaped cracker, crush it into a bowl, and then <laughs> drown them with milk. Yeah, that's actually a pretty neat idea. It's sadistic, but cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now it's time for the contest winner. Who wins? 
Eddie Munster from 1313 Mockingbird Lane. And they put out his full name and his address on TV. I'm like, this can't be safe. This can't be safe at all. Like, okay. And the uh, the the cereal was called Crumble Creature Crackers. Is what it yes. was, was on the box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was clearly before a time when uh, you were worried about people sending SWAT teams to your house to harass you. Uh, Just for playing for video fun. games. Yeah, or worse things. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Society has really changed in the past 60 years. <laughs> so uh, he also gets to be on the show yeah. in person and he rushes to tell everyone the good news and everyone is excited except Herman, who I just realized now this isn't the scene where he leaves dejected yet. Uh, it's after this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a few days. <laughs> Uh, yeah, everyone is real excited that Eddie wins, and he's like, I can't wait. I, I want to be Zombo when I grow up. And Herman's like, well, You used to say that about me, yeah, because <laughs> he literally has. This is one of the few times we have precedent for this, yeah. And he's and just it, like, Well, I was a dumb kid that I mean, you know <laughs> what I mean, Pop. <laughs> uh, then someone knocks on the door, and Eddie rushes away, saying, Hey, it's got to be my friends. Mm. Poor Herman. So yeah, we go out to Eddie with his friends after this point, right? Yep. And did you notice? Did you what Butch was doing? Mm, no, I didn't notice what Butch was doing. But tell me, uh, he was pulling a Will Smith. You could see him visibly mouthing the lines of all of his friends to know when to talk. <laughs> nice. Um. <laughs> So one of the kids that's Eddie's friend, I swear, is the same kid who was the bully that would beat the shit out of Eddie in the one episode. It's not. No, not unless they reuse the name. But all of these kids have never been in the monsters before. It is it looked like the same, you know, bully kids because children all look alike. You know, <laughs> all children look alike. <laughs> They're all just small people. <laughs> he stuck out to me. So I was just like, wait, are they friends now? Cool. It must mean that guys do really become friends after we beat each other up. <laughs> uh, haven't you watched a sitcom before? When the the point where they're born, they just have the father's full grown head on them and then just you can't tell them apart. <laughs> God, that always creeped me out when they did that. Yeah. Uh, so then we go back into the house and Herman's in bed. Just laying in bed. Grandpa's taking, shaking his temperature. He's like, oh, you're before you're... that, oh. when he, Eddie's talking to his friends, you see in the background the curtain move and Herman's in the window mm. listening to him, spying, getting more and more jealous as all the kids are talking about how much they like Zombo. Yeah. It yeah. was a cool scene. <laughs> um, but then uh, he's upstairs getting his che uh, temperature check by uh, grandpa, and he's like, mm. you're 55 degrees. It's normal. You're, yeah. you're perfectly fine. So apparently 55 degrees is normal for Herman. So we, we're... We I know feel that. like we've learned that in the past. Have we? He, he runs cold. 
I don't remember if we heard the exact uh, amount, but we we definitely knew he ran cold. He runs cold, but yeah, he's so warm hearted. That's how he manages to keep moving. Yeah, I must. <laughs> yeah, he's got this awful sick feeling in his chest. I'm like, Herman, dude, that's called being sad. Yeah. Oh, geez, dogs. Mike's dogs want to join in. <laughs> so, you know, Grappa's like, will you stop trying to get attention? And I'm like, I don't think he's trying to get attention at this point. He's just real unhappy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, you know, you're the boy's father. That's going to mean more than just, you know, uh, this to him than anything. This is just a phase. And what can Zombo provide that you can't? Yeah. It, Cut it, to what's downstairs. And, and this, I thought Grandpa was setting Herman up, <laughs> honestly, because I'm so used to him just being the jerk to uh, Herman. But I, I, so yeah. I thought this was like a setup that Grandpa like knew what was downstairs. But, well, it's like we've learned throughout these episodes that Grandpa loves to razz Herman. Yeah, but he does care for him as a you know a you know his wife's his son-in-law. Mm-hmm. He 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 does care about his well-being and stuff. Yeah, and he does he cares about Eddie as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, this is happening simultaneously as well. By the way, so cut to downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what has arrived? There is, I have it listed. If you don't, there's a TV. He's got a TV, mm-hmm. a bicycle, uh, mm-hmm. skis. No, it was a scuba outfit. There's a scuba outfit, but there I swore there were like skis because there's there's skis oh, there. There might have been. I only wrote yeah. down what they talked about. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, scuba outfit. Um, he had a bunch of toys and random other stuff too. I just a model plane that really flies. Yeah, yeah. And he got all this for free. <laughs> and uh, Lily made some food for Herman to feel better. Um, mm. We jump back upstairs where Grandpa convinces Herman that he's important and tells him to just stick out his jaw. Puff out his chest and something under Herman's like night dry, night gown. Night, I don't know what that is, but it's a it, night gown. Yeah, it, it, was it a expands. Night thing. Yeah. When he puffs out his chest. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, when, <laughs> and, when he stood up in that thing, like I was like, that, that doesn't look like his chest piece. So, and that explained exactly why <laughs> it didn't look like it. <laughs> And it looked real funny as he's walking down the stairs, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they had to replace it with a different one between the scenes, but it was clearly more of a balloon in that scene than it was when they're in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Oh, uh, go, ahead. go on. I was going to say he just goes down the stairs and uh, mm. they're they're talking up, you know, Zombo again. In L- yeah. Lily L- and Marilyn. Yeah. And uh, talk about how uh, handsome and cute he is with his cardboard cutout. <laughs> Just we're weird. Uh, and Herman's chest is deflates and grandpa like it puts his arm around him and carries him back upstairs. Yeah, this is where you actually see grandpa actually being nice to Herman about it. Be like, oh, it's OK. You know, I understand. Been there, done that, <laughs> you know. It was just like what a couple episodes ago where grandpa was out in the gutters because he got his heart broken. Well, mm-hmm. not maybe, maybe not his heart, but his wallet <laughs> because he didn't get the money he wanted. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so now we're cutting to the lab mm-hmm. where Grandpa is making Herman a handsome potion because Herman wants to look like Zombo now. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't recall any of the ingredients in this. And I didn't, I write didn't any even down bother writing them down. Because there was just uh, like random. I don't even think this this time is like one time where they didn't say what exactly was in it. He was just putting yeah, shit together. I don't together. think they did. Um... And then, I know uh, that he liked the taste, though. Yeah, he liked the taste. Nothing was happening, and then we yeah. get the sweet, like, uh, uh, Frankenstein uh, smashing the lab up scene, which was awesome. Frankenstein's yeah. monster doing it up uh, with Herman, <laughs> of course. Like, after Herman has a little fit, Grandpa's like, "Well, all right, I'm gonna try making this again." Yeah. Turns his back to him. <laughs> We see Herman's hairy hands again. Very hairy hands this time. Oh, yeah. They're, they're more hairy than uh, normal. I think that was supposed to be part of the potion. Um, was it the, the the more hair? So and This was a real cool scene because he starts getting fangs. Mm. And, you know, you cut the grandpa right now and then he's just stirring away. Like, oh, did I do it this way? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he gets like a caveman unibrow. <laughs> yeah. He gets more and more hairy and starts grunting like a caveman or like Frankenstein, you know, because he's not intelligent. Mm. And he like stumbles over to grandpa and you're like, OK, what's about to happen here is I think I broke your test tube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh, that's still Herman. That's OK. And grandpa looks up and he's like, oh, my gosh, Herman. You're magnificent. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> and then the grandpa like rushes over. Herman's like, wait, what? 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 And Herman, our grandpa rushes over and pulls out a mirror that he just has randomly in the lab. Um, and pulls it over so Herman can see himself. And Herman's just like, oh, you did it. You did it. You did it. <laughs> yeah. He's like making kissy faces at himself in the mirror. Yeah. And then it shatters, of course, yep. as it always does. Yeah. Um, so then we get up in the living room where Eddie and his friends are checking out all of his new stuff and the trap door opens. Up comes Herman. <laughs> all the kids seem apprehensive about this. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, hey, Is that your dad? <laughs> like, they all have to have seen Herman before, but... Not like this. <laughs> yeah, they were just confused. Like, why is he wearing all this makeup? Like, yeah. what's up with the makeup? Like, it, it's so funny. It's, <laughs> I love this last kid. What he has to say. Oh, go on. Uh, they're all like, "So, kids, how do I look?" And they're like, "Ah, uh, you look, um, yeah, doesn't he?" And the uh, second kid's like, "Yeah," and the third kid, <laughs> or he goes, "Billy, you haven't said anything." Well, my dad told me I shouldn't insult older people. (laughs) And Herman's like, what the hell does that mean? Right. I mean, Uh, meanwhile, yeah, you go ahead. Good, good on that kid, though. Like, you know, at least he actually listened. Um, And then uh, her or Eddie walks over to his pop and is like, pop, what? What are you doing? You're like embarrassing me in front of my yeah. friends. Like, come on. Um, I'm sorry if I'm like not super energetic today, people. I 
like literally giving over COVID again. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. So he's like, yeah, pop. Like, what what happened? Like, why are you doing this? And he's just like, well, I thought you you know you'd like you like Zombo so much. Maybe you'd like me like this, you know? And he's like, yeah, but pop, there's a difference. Zombo's real. <laughs> You're just wearing makeup. Like, <laughs> which he's not, <laughs> it was a potion. Yeah. But I mean, Eddie doesn't know that he doesn't, you know, you think Eddie would know by now. Oh, Herman came out of the lab. He probably drank something. Grandpa gave him. <laughs> yeah so eddie and his friends all leave grandpa comes up and asks how it went and herman rounds on grandpa and starts slapping him with like a piece of paper or something yeah like how do you think it went i'll beat you i'll beat you i'll beat you or something grandpa he he did what you wanted yeah yeah because grandpa should Uh, have been the smart one and known that's not what the kid wants (laughs) So at the breakfast table, Marilyn and Grandpa are talking about Herman being a giant baby and Eddie is getting to be on TV. Mm. Uh, Herman begins banging his head on the floor as dust falls onto the table, (laughs) which I'm so glad we get to differentiate these tables after so many episodes. We know that the small one is breakfast Mm. and the other one is dinner. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have the, the two in separate rooms too yeah yeah the so. breakfast is in the kitchen yeah which yeah. i guess also serves as an island sometimes because we've seen lily make salad on it yeah okay so uh eddie and lily arrive at the studio and are getting introduced to the producer i'm guessing it was mm. Uh, maybe it was the director. Uh, guy, I think it was the uh, showrunner, or yeah. yeah, I think it's the showrunner that the that they were supposedly talking to. Okay, so studio you know, like, person number one. How about that? Just say <laughs> someone in charge, allegedly uh, a really horrible person <laughs> in charge too. Because then they take Eddie to Zombo's dressing room to see well, he- Zombo. He also insults them. He's like, oh, you yeah. didn't need to dress up in these crazy outfits. And Liz, what? Lily just gives him the glare and he just shuts up and he's like, all right, well, follow me. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, to be fair, what he does with Ed, you know, taking him to Zombo this early. If it was, you know, a normal kid, this might be cool. <laughs> Not- but Eddie is living in a delusion right now where Zombo is a real person. <laughs> but see, there's nothing wrong with uh, with that either. Um, sometimes I wonder if I did my kids a disservice by teaching them about, you know, all the inside stuff and all that crap of filmmaking, because then they could watch something. They'll still get into it. But then, you know, if it's like, say it's something scary, they'll just remember it's like, oh, yeah, this is fake. So they don't like necessarily deep See, dive into it a whole lot. I don't know if that's a disservice or not, because uh, a lot of people I know who who do that, mm-hmm. you know, teach them about, you know, it's it's a cost, it's makeup, it's an actor. They're putting on a role, you know, telling a story for us to enjoy. Yeah, uh, it's you know, it's not real. A lot of those kids can get into horror a lot sooner than people like myself who are just giant babies and now live in. <laughs> sitcom world um, 
Yeah. So, uh, and I think that, that that opens up more avenues of things for them to enjoy. For entertainment and stuff. just being terrified by the imagery. Yeah. I guess, yeah, because once they're realizing that it's not necessarily everything they're seeing is real, um, it's nice because then they can be like, okay, yeah, let's, uh, now I can watch this, this, and this. And still enjoy it for the entertainment that it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, even, I working in the business, I still watch stuff and get like taken in to the point where you know it still br- draws out emotion and stuff. It's not yeah. like knowing all the. It's not like watching something and being like, "Oh, this is all bullshit." Like I know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, of course you know what they're doing, but they're supposed to do that. Like that's that's the point. <laughs> You know, and I know I kind of interrupted <clears throat> you before you got to say it, but we're yeah. at the scene that Daniel was even talking about la- last week. Yeah. Uh, why he loves this scene so much and how it got him into, you know, uh, making this kind of stuff, the creativeness mm-hmm. of it. Uh, so, you know, it, it, this is an interesting one. I kind of wish we had watched it before we talked to him, but yeah, uh, it, it's also cool to have his his thoughts and then seeing them in front of us as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, uh, I, I like the, the, <clears throat> sorry, his, um, his, uh, little chat on Zombo and the fact that it's like his favorite episode and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. Yeah. And, and it was plug, a really plug. good, it, it was a fun <laughs> episode. We'll, we'll talk about it when we're finished talking about it, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, so where so, does yeah. the, producer person take eddie he takes him right into zombo's dressing room while zombo to meet zombo he's like Mm -hmm. here's zombo it's not zombo it's the actor outside of his makeup it's like showing me you know daniel roebuck and saying this is grandpa munster no that's daniel roebuck (laughs) grandpa munster is the one wearing the makeup you know um and doing the voice and all that stuff so i'm just like all right Okay, and when I did this, I just like watched Butch's eyes drop almost, kind of just like he he did yeah. a pretty decent job of just like being sad in this spot. Like, what the fuck? Like, this isn't my, this isn't Zombo. You guys are joshing me. Like, come on. Like, where's the cameras? Is this a prank show or something? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> um, and they're like, oh no no no, this is Zombo. This is him without his makeup on. And you're gonna get to watch his makeup get put on. Which for me, as a child and stuff, I would have loved this. You yeah, know, I would have thought this was cool as well. I, I mean, I was that kid that sat around and I I found like like I got BTS of Ninja Turtles on a VHS tape that I would watch. <laughs> so I, I was all for watching how they got the turtles to be turtles in the movies and stuff. So it's like that episode of uh, Power Rangers RPM where they just break the fourth wall and it's a yeah. behind the scenes video yeah. episode while still in character. It's weird. That, that was a weird one. That was a weird one. That's, that's, <laughs> that was, yeah. Um, anyways, monsters. Uh, yes. Yeah. So he's basically just like, yeah, you're going to watch me get into makeup and the, 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 uh, studio guy, whatever they are, stage manager, anything. I don't know what their technical thing was, but they were like, you got 30 minutes till you go on. This dude has zero makeup on. Ain't no way all that makeup's going on in 30 minutes. No way. 
with the shading and everything else. Even with like black and white TV. Yeah, because you have to do the the makeup even better so that you get the perfect shading to sh- pop the specific things. So, like, I mean, you know, Herman and Al and all them, they all still have heavy makeup on so that like the contour pops and all that stuff too yeah. with the black and white. So, I mean, they the, <laughs> it's not like th- when they did the monsters. You know, I mean, we've all seen fo- set photos from the original series of the monsters. They're actually in their colored makeup. They're just shot in black and white. So it's like you have to do a lot. They were actually done up like they would have been done yeah. up in color. So um, I'm curious if Zombo was supposed to have been a different color. I don't. Th- I've I've never seen a colored version of Zombo, so maybe we'll see something in Rob yeah, Zombie's film. Yeah, that's true. We haven't so, even in the reveal for the the movie. It's black and white. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a a witchy green kind of makeup or what what we have going on, or if it's just a black and white, you know, uh, face. So. Uh, that's what I'm imagining. Is it green or black and white? No, uh, the black and white. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, that'll be curious. The, the makeup job alone, I was like, ain't no 30 minutes. 30 minutes isn't going to do it. I've done makeup before. It's just just to do the base and stuff like that, right? <laughs> like, you're not doing it in 30 minutes. Plus the prosthetics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, the, glo- the hands are just gloves. So that was a fast one to do. Yeah. But uh, while Eddie's having fun doing that, uh, Marilyn and Grandpa are literally dragging Herman down the stairs to yeah. watch his son on TV. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. It, as they drag him, he grabs a hold of the banister end and they yank him so hard that that comes out with them. And they decide to all four now with the the, the banister go I called it the banister end. I think it's just a banister, yeah. the railing end. Uh, they decide to go watch TV together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, so yeah, the producer Eddie is telling him his cues about, you know, so this is going to happen. And that's when you walk on set. And Eddie's like, where's Zombo's house? Like you're it's in like, it. What, is, what do you mean? Yeah, this this is set. the set. Is is anything real in the it's, it's TV kid? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Eddie. Just fun yeah, because yeah. like you got to think of like some of the kids who may have been watching the monsters, thinking like mm. that house and everything was legit and stuff. Like and yeah. then them watching this episode and maybe connecting some dots or something like that. I'll admit when I was a kid I thought the houses were like real and they just filmed inside them (laughs) it was a number of I never thought the people were real but I thought it was an actual like oh they built this house and then filmed inside it I mean some places they they did some like like they have the back lot like the Munster's house was on a back like the exterior of it anyways I don't know about all the interior stuff I feel like that was probably on a sound stage but like there's there are houses built on backlots and certain um backlots that are fully done like uh mm-hmm. Tyler Perry has like I think the most complete sized white house on his 
um, studio property that like you can legit use it for every shot and everything to get like a legit copy carbon copy of the White House without having to go to D.C. and stuff. You know, we keep talking about this movie, about whether, you know, it's a prequel, sequel, whatever, to Mm. the story of the original. And well, we'll find out when we are done recording and watch the trailer. So, (laughs) well, what I'm saying is if we do get a shot of them moving from Transylvania to America, Mm -hmm. what if we get a little montage of them looking at houses and one of them is the redesigned Munster house, which was last seen in Desperate Housewives? like yeah no <laughs> too too I, uh frilly yeah because uh, i don't know i feel like that's something that what they what is daniel referred to as mr zombie yeah mr zombie uh, i feel like that's something mr zombie would uh not pass up including is the original house even though it's different looking yeah have it in there in some fashion maybe maybe yeah so or like that was the like they have a picture of what the house looked like before and now it looks like that house because oh yeah they could do that as well yeah you know, yeah maybe it's like a uh, a bankrupt property or something like that yeah <laughs> they're like perfect we'll take it <laughs> or foreclosure sorry <clears throat> yeah anyway uh, so then um after this all goes on uh Eddie goes on live TV man um, yeah while Herman is. <laughs> Herman and the rest of the family are sitting on the couch uh, and Marilyn has to stand there because the banister took her seat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, and, you know, they start the show off. Zombo. And Eddie's like, they ask Eddie, Eddie, is there anything you'd like to tell the audience about Zombo? And Eddie's looking so miserable this oh, entire yeah. time. And he's like, yeah. Uh, Zombo's one big fakey faker. Like he's the biggest Whip. fake. Pulls his wig off, tries to like pull the sideburns off and stuff. I'm just like, oh dip. I didn't realize the show was live, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um which is even worse when they, you know, put his full name and address on there at the beginning, but okay. Uh so yeah, I was just like, man. Eddie, he's going for it. And Herman is cheering him on. Yeah, and Grandpa. And Grandpa's yeah. like, bite his neck. <laughs> he's like, bite his neck for Grandpa. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then uh, Eddie, like, bolts out of there. He starts running. <laughs> and and the actor who plays Zombo is is chasing him around the the studio and so are like some of the other studio execs there or something the camera pans and shows the edge of the set so they break that fourth wall yeah (laughs) or you know that illusion and uh this is just pure chaos yeah uh eventually they stop uh stop eddie and they're like you ruined zombo you ruined everything you you just and the actor's just like thank you thank you for doing this i've been trying to get out of this zombo contract for a year now and from herman and you know the family's point of view they get the technical difficulties image and Mm -hmm. they're like uh zombo will not be airing tonight and herman's like or ever (laughs) he starts beating the banister on the floor (laughs) um 
this is awesome though like i i am actually curious if this is like taken from like a real life thing of like an actor who was put into a character and has been trying to get out and they they just couldn't yeah so well, I'm, I'm curious if that was any trivia or anything uh when we get to it but um do, Zombo, do you remember what he lists off the things he would rather do of things he'd rather do yeah, no, he I have what three. he tells. Uh, I have what he tells Eddie, but no, what did he say? Uh, he says Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, I forget the other really big play, but the third one was <laughs> My Mother, the Car, <laughs> which is something we have not talked about on this show, but. It is infamously known as one of the worst sitcoms ever made. TV Guide listed it as the number two worst thing ever put on TV. Uh And for those of you who don't know, it's this guy's mom passes away and she possesses his car and talks to him through the radio. It is a weird, weird show. I've seen like clips of that. Yeah, it's like Night Rider before Night Rider. <laughs> yeah, it's so <laughs> weird. But uh, Eddie's or Zombo tells Eddie, he's like, "Look, you don't want to be Zombo. Be someone normal like your father." Yeah, he's like, "Grow up and be a nice human being, normal human being like your father." <laughs> and everyone's just like, "Aw, yeah, yeah." Except Um, the producer who's like, my cash cow. (laughs) Yeah. So now we're back at home where Herman is consoling Eddie. He goes, you know, hey, actors are meant to make people believe in something. That is their job. You know, don't feel bad that, you know, you believed in him. Right. And Eddie's like, you knew he was fake the entire time, didn't you? And Herman's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. (laughs) It's pretty obvious. No, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Lily. Oh, go, oh, go ahead. Go, go. Well, I was going to say Lily comes in and she's like, Herman, that was extremely well. Or, you know, you handled that very well for cheering up Eddie after all this. Mm-hmm. And Herman's like, you know, I wish, wish Eddie didn't expose Zombo in front of everyone like that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't believe in him, too, did you? He, he grabs the cutout is like, you know, I was jealous at first, but uh, he's pretty neat guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just begin laughing. Uh, he kisses his wife on, or Lily on the cheek and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm understand why grandpa hasn't gotten his own show like Zombos down in his lab. And he could talk about all that stuff. Yeah. Probably Free because set. everyone's too afraid to work with him. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I do like the line. Uh, Herman does say it's great to believe what you're seeing is, you know, is yeah. is real and stuff like that. So uh, I, I agree with that because like as I was watching it, I was like, I like that line because as I'm watching the monsters, I truly believe that this is a a real family, not just mm-hmm. a bunch of actors in costumes pretending to oh, be yeah. monsters that are pretending to be a family. Like I truly feel they're a real family. Uh, just especially with the way that the dynamic goes between Herman and his father-in-law and Herman and his wife. It's back and forth. Like they fight one episode, the next episode, they're lovey dovey, you know, 
it, it's a perfect family combination. And and the son is a, a jerk sometimes. And other times he's like, I love you, pop. You know, so Which we've all been that way to our parents at one point or another. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 I like this episode. I really enjoyed Zombo. Um, before you get into the trivia, I just want to do this. That way we can move into the next episode. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I like Zombo episode. Um, of course, you know, being in the industry, everybody's always like, oh, only people that are in the industry like the shit about the industry. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, that's why sometimes like, it's, it's why I like La La Land won awards and stuff, because only people who actually give a crap about the industry care about that stuff. Uh, I've never actually seen La La Land, by the way. Um, I don't have any any me either so reason to uh but i i like that aspect of it i liked seeing zombo um as the character because it reminded me of like watching like you know elvira and other characters that i'd seen growing up as a child or even tales from the crypt the crypt keeper come on man that was my zombo actually that that i think (laughs) that's the the i watched that one one. (laughs) um so yeah uh that's my feedback on this episode i liked it so yeah what about you before I, you I do really your trivia enjoyed this as okay. well and uh to your point of um <clears throat> liking things behind the scene uh we we've heard a, a first-hand account with daniel about uh, uh mr roebuck about how this kind of stuff can inspire inspire people mm-hmm. and going off of your whole believing in things like i i want to believe that there are people out there who are like this family who are as kind and and you know forgiving and understanding you know it's who i i can't say i was molded by this show specifically there was a bunch of stuff that made me who i am but Mm -hmm. shows like these leave an impression on us and if it left you know people wanting to be better for it uh that's that's a really great thing yeah. for the world yeah uh, and also if our friend of the show Mosier tries to give you crap for not watching la la land uh watch hocus pocus finally you jerk uh <laughs> that's a very specific message for one very specific listener everyone else can ignore trivia oh wait did i say if i i really love this episode i'll all right cool. if i didn't mention go, that go, go. trivia Zombo's makeup, if you remember, was first seen on Mrs. Harkness in the Most Beautiful Girl in the World episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grandpa reads Playgool in the family room, which I want to point out again, not in the family room, in the kitchen, kitchen. with everyone around. Yeah. So the exterior of the com- of the TV company was CBS KNXT, which was a real CBS affiliate since 1951, but... In 1984, they changed their call letters to KCBS TV. Okay. So for anyone who's into that stuff, that's that's cool. <laughs> uh, one of the shows, Zombos. Uh, I already did this one. My mother, the car. Uh, yep. Uh, so I don't know if you noticed this, but another mistake they have is Zombo sends two cardboard cutouts to Eddie. And I don't know if this was a mistake or not. This might be just uh covering their you know butt by uh sending him these but one of them has his name spelled right the other one has it spelled with a y 
just in case. <laughs> huh. Okay. Yeah. So into the second one. Yep. Second episode. Crano de Monster. Right? How you pronounce it? Uh, it's uh, Cyrano. Cyrano. Like as in Serenade. Cyrano. Cyrano. Season 2, episode 23. <laughs> <laughs> February 24th, 1966. Written by Doug Tibbles with Norm Liebman and Ed Haas again involved as showrunners. Uh, directed by Joseph Pevney. Only three guests this episode. We have Joan Stanley as Clara Mason, uh, who played Roberta Love in 32 episodes of Broadside, which aired from 64 to 65. We have Chet Stratton as Clyde Thornton coming back. You may remember him previously from Herman's Peace Offering. Uh, and... If you don't remember from that episode, he also played Mr. Haggerty in Herman's Rival and was uncredited as Leonard's accomplice in Lily's Star Border. Mm -hmm. And finally, we have Eileen O'Neill as Ann Carter, who played Sergeant Ames in 33 episodes of Burke's Law, which ran from 63 to 65. Okay. That it? Yep. Just those three. All right. Uh, Surinau, Surinau, <laughs> Day Monster. I honestly, I looked this one up, the the word, and it says it's a boy's name of Greek origin, meaning from Cyrene. So, <laughs> I thought it meant like serenading because of the episode, you know. Uh, anyways, Surinau, Day Monster, February twenty fourth, nineteen sixty six. As Tivis previously stated. After Herman has his poetry published in the Mortician Monthly, a shy co-worker named Clyde asks him to compose love letters to help him attract the attention of a young lady. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, a shy co-worker named Clyde. Last time we met him, he was an asshole. What's that? <laughs> Clyde. Oh, yeah. You going? <laughs> yeah. No, I was just... There's a lot of thoughts I have on Clyde we'll get into after they were through it. But so we open with Lily painting a portrait of Grandpa. Mm -hmm. Grandpa is worried that the, they shouldn't have gone with or that they should have gone with a different pose as everyone's already seen him in this position. And the camera pans out and he's upside down above the couch. And she tells him not to talk because it ruins <clears throat> the green in his cheeks. Uh <laughs> Herman then makes a witty remark and uh, grandpa asks him what he can do uh, since he can't even make his bed. And Herman's like, well, I've been asked by my, uh, you know, the Gateman parlor. I forget the full name of it to uh, write poetry for a company magazine. Lily tells him to shush and get on with his silly poetry already. Herman takes this so personally. He go, begins going over to her painting, insulting it, calling it crummy. Yeah. And, or, well, he starts mumbling under his breath, which she's like, 
what are you mumbling? So that's when he walks over and he starts jumping up and down, repeating crummy, causing Grandpa to fall into the couch. Grandpa begins screaming that he's in quicksand and fellers are thrown all over the room. (laughs) You just see Grandpa's legs dangling out of the couch. Yeah, that's funny intro. Um, Then we go to the credits from there and then uh we b- open back up into the uh the locker room we come back from the credits to the locker room of the uh, uh, uh parlor sorry i was gonna say mortuary uh where they're uh reading the mortician monthly and um there's actually a website called the American Funeral Director. I looked it up because I was like, is a mortician mm-hmm. monthly like a legit thing? Apparently, there's multiple like websites and organizations and stuff that are like the mortician monthly. So interesting. <laughs> um, didn't think that was a big, big thing. But I well, who am I? Uh, I guess well, there's death everywhere every day. So I guess it makes sense to have a magazine at least for that. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's reading the Mortician Monthly. He's noting that his poem, poetry, got into the uh, the magazine uh, that Mr. Gateman got into there, correct? I believe it's just a company magazine specifically for the Gateman okay. parlor. Okay. Um, uh, but Clyde is praising him mm. like these two became fast friends after Clyde was such a because yeah, this is the same one. guy who was a uh, like pranking him correct well almost trying to yes. kill him not prank him <laughs> yeah yeah he was gonna make him step in water and electrify him. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh he's he's talking to him he's like oh Herman these are so great these are awesome and he's like you know Maybe you could write some poetry for my woman, like this girl I met on a bus, you know, uh, she loves poetry. She would love this. This is this would be my in, basically. Um, he, he basically wants Herman to get him laid. That's <laughs> what it comes down to, <laughs> uh, especially as we as the episode progresses. And he convinces Herman to do it. Herman's like, but I'm married and, and all this. And he's like, no, 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 no. You'd be writing it. And I'll be giving it to her as me doing it. So basically turning Herman into a ghostwriter uh, for him, for his love letters. Yeah. And Herman even he's like, we've had a lot of ghosts in the family, but no ghost writers. Yeah. Yeah. That comes later. But yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, And then uh, we go away from there. And (laughs) now we go into we're back at the house um, where Eddie is just hanging around. You're just hanging. Uh, not yet. No, not We're yet? in the lab first. Did I miss something? Yeah, we go to the lab okay. first where okay. Herman's writing the love letters for Clyde and Rapp is oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's great you're doing that and all, but why do you have to do it down here? Yeah. He's like, well, I'm hiding from Lily because she makes fun of my writing. And Grab is like, okay, okay. Why are you in my tub? <laughs> <laughs> he's and like, well, I'm taking her- a bath. And he's like, well, why are you Her doing is- it with your clothes on? Well, because I find you to be a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was like, you know, it's great for the brain. And then he blows some <clears throat> bubbles around and has yeah. fun. He then reads his poem to Grandpa and he tells Herman that he'll let him know how he feels after he finishes getting violently ill. <laughs> <laughs> 
Grandpa's a dick about these poems, too. Like, apparently he just doesn't like poetry. (laughs) No, well, he's not alone there. But uh, Grandpa says, you know, look, you need to stop writing these before Lily finds one and you get a beating, (laughs) essentially. Yeah. Uh, It's like Herman then asks him to hand the bar of soap over. He's like, why are you bathing with your clothes on anyway? Well, I think you're one of those rude people who wouldn't turn your back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then we cut to upstairs with Lily doing house cleaning and Eddie practicing sleeping upside down like an adult. Showing more vampiric tendencies, by the way, uh, over his werewolf tendencies. So I'm still confused as to where he's a werewolf because we don't really ever see werewolf tendencies from him outside of that, you know, pilot episode no we see a few times when because um, even when he got hairy that was just a potion all i know is that he's definitely a werewolf as everyone said says by that. the creators everyone says that they say it but i don't see it so we need to see something well soon. he's also a child so maybe it takes him a lot to grow into it <laughs> You know, he hasn't hit puberty yet. Is this a Twilight thing now? (laughs) No, Twilight's fucked up. (laughs) Also, those weren't werewolves. They lied to everyone. If you never made it to the final book, they're just changelings. They're not werewolves. Yeah. Yes, I read those books. We're moving on. Moving on. Uh, (laughs) Um. (laughs) So, yeah. So he's like. Well, where, where's your dad? And then he's like, uh, he went to go deliver something to Clyde at work. Yeah. And she's like, okay, where's grandpa? Uh, he went outside. Well, well, he's out of the lab. I'm going to go clean it. Yeah. Because uh, there's always a mess down there. <laughs> Probably because of Herman, not so much grandpa. <laughs> uh, cut to the parlor. Parlor where Herman is giving the first uh, poem, poetry uh sample to Clyde and he's just, this is where you get the uh uh ghostwriter joke where he's like this is awesome this is great and Herman's like oh yeah there's never been a there's been plenty of ghosts in our family just never a ghostwriter so I'm the first it starts as laughing and Clyde's just like looking at him so confused and then like kind of frightened at the same time <laughs> <clears throat> And uh, yeah, so well, I mean, wouldn't you be after the last interaction we saw him was I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Yeah, yeah, uh, we never know yeah. how, many, how much time has gone, though, between these episodes. So no, we don't. And, and clearly a lot of time has passed between these two because it's later in the episode. But he, he, uh, Clyde refers to him as his best for Herman refers to Clyde as his best friend. Yeah. Uh, but Clyde's like, you know, your wife must be very understanding in order to help me. And Herman's like, well, yeah, my wife knows nothing. He doesn't <laughs> say that, but we know it. And he's just like, oh, yeah, she's no problem. <laughs> no, he literally says she'll never find out. Does he? Yeah. Oh, cut to her finding <laughs> out. <laughs> Lily reading a rough draft to Marilyn of the letter. Yeah. Oh, isn't that sweet that he's still writing poems to you after all these years? Which but I think what? we found out is like a hundred, right? Hundred hundred and fifty, I thought. I thought oh no, we he's hundred and fifty years old. Anniversary so. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And Lady's like, how do you know it's for me? Right. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, if it is for me, I guess I won't say anything. But if I don't hear anything from him, he's going to hear something from me. She's like, go, go, go. Uh, Marilyn's like, it's amazing that you're remaining calm about this. <laughs> and, or no, Lily says, I'm going to remain very calm about this whole situation. Marilyn's like, do you mean that? He's like, of course not. I'll kill him. I'll kill him. I'll kill him. He's <laughs> <laughs> so angry, too. <laughs> and I love Yvonne's facial expressions in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> this is oh, such amazing like, acting him, on her. I'll kill him. <laughs> Uh, we've we've seen a mean streak in uh lily yeah <laughs> she is a dracula yeah and then we go to a scene where is this where we get the girl finally reading the poetry correct yes and yes she's uh, reading, reading the it. letter to her friend yeah and and basically is like oh it's uh clyde the guy i met on the bus blah 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 and her friend's like, wait, the, the freak, the <laughs> the weirdo that you were told me about? Like, are you sure? And she's like, well, whoever had whoever wrote this was a was like the kindest, perfect soul cut to Herman eating fish, finishing it up. And she's like, did you enjoy that? Was that fulfilling? Good. You mean, oh, you what mean the soul? Fish was it again? It's a soul fish. Yeah. Because they were true, I, I liked it because they were doing the play on words of her saying soul cut to him finishing a soul yeah. fish, having a soul, did, you know. Did with that girl <laughs> going back to that real quick, did you say, I don't care if they're if they were he was a monster, anyone who could write like this must be my soulmate? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm sorry, my wife is messaging me. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah soul, get, oh yeah yeah they have a good soul in them and then yeah. he's eating soul fish yeah yeah so uh then we get uh next spot or no wait um yeah then herman leaves again he says oh i have to go meet clyde and uh he goes off to meet clyde late at night i think this one was a nighttime one right yeah so uh, and Lily's getting real suspicious yeah. at this point. And uh, they're cleaning up the kitchen, and uh, Marilyn's like, "So is the disposal working, or where's the disposal at?" Or whatnot? and she's like, "Oh, disposal's outside." Yeah, so it's right out the window. Apparently, Spot is the garbage disposal now. Um, and this reminded me of like the Flintstones. Flintstones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having yeah, the little I thought dinosaur the exact under same the sink. Thing. <laughs> I also realized it's been a while since we've seen Spot. I believe the last time we saw him was when he ran away, right? Um, or was did he pin the the robbers after that? He pinned robbers. I'm trying to remember if we saw him. He wasn't in the Fergosi Emerald. He wasn't in Grandpa's wife, lost wife, and he wasn't in Zombo. So yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. We don't episodes. even see him in there. We just see his flame. Yeah. Yep. Someone messed him up. Um. Yeah, so uh, that happens. Then we go cut to uh, him saying that he's got a date now with the girl. Correct? 
Clyde. Yes. Yeah. He's a. Uh, look. Herman says, you know, he's been with the parlor a long, uh, a long time before he leaves. Hmm. And uh, no, he hasn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so thrown off. I'm very <laughs> distracted right now. I apologize. Uh, we Herman goes to see Clyde and Lily gets upset. Herman mentions that he's been with the parlor a long time, which is not true. He literally says he was there. Uh, he's a new hire not that long ago. Yeah. That is something that stuck out to me. And I'm like, no, you are a liar. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she tells Marilyn, you know, I don't. Uh, he didn't mention that letter, did he? And then they begin spelling back and forth. Did mm. you already do this part? No. Uh, they begin spelling back and forth. Uh talking about the letter and Lily begins spelling a word. I forget what it is, but she can't spell it. And Eddie finishes for her. He's like, look, I don't know what you're talking about, but this is the word you mean. Yeah. And he spells <laughs> it out for him. <laughs> so I, I think it's philand philanderer is what they were trying yeah. to say. And it's like N D E R E R R R philanderer. Yeah. Uh, uh, her grandpa rushes off at this point and apparently it's to call Clyde because Clyde's on the phone with him and he's a nervous wreck. He's yeah. got a date tonight and Herman's late. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, I don't know what to tell you. He left like 10 minutes ago, man. Yeah, you'll just have to get by by you with your personality and hangs up on <laughs> Clyde's, he's What like, do you mean by that? Why do you have to say that? <laughs> yeah. So he leaves a note on his front door that he's out and her, where Herman can find him. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn and Lily are getting rid of the le leftovers. Yeah, we already did that part. Yep. Uh, Lily's getting extremely suspicious by this point. Mm -hmm. Herman arrives at Clyde's. He sees the note on the door. He's like, it says, you know, if I lose this girl, well, I'll kill myself. And Herman's like, oh, I'll probably get the employee discount. <laughs> I'm so sure Mr. Fine. Gateman will give him the employee discount. <laughs> yeah. And then heads off, uh, scaring yeah. one of Clyde's neighbors as he leaves because Clyde lives in an apartment mm. complex. Yeah. Uh, that is probably one of the most morbid jokes I've heard from this show, quite honestly. The suicide one? <laughs> the, the, you know, he'll get a discount with the funeral parlor. <laughs> yeah so uh now we cut to the date with clyde he's out with the girl and she's like come on give me some of that poetry yeah, you're this, out here in this, this romantic area and you're telling me you can't get inspiration this chick is like demanding it and almost acting like a director like the setting is this this is what you need to do now deliver the line please like give it to me like yeah you need to do this to get my panties off like basically is what she's telling him <laughs> and and it i you know it's weird man they're like these two old like middle-aged people well at least he is um up on like this like make out lane type rock or something i don't even know uh but yeah, yeah so she's like doing this and herman's like pss, pss. and her, clyde finally hears him and he's like oh give me a second i'm gonna go for a walk and get some inspiration because clearly it always, the, the, it always helps me because <laughs> clearly the the perfect sky and the beautiful woman in front of you isn't enough inspiration that should be a red flag for that lady to be like, oh, so I'm not inspiration enough. Okay. 
Got it. Yeah, yeah. So he rushes over. Herman hands him the poem, and Clyde tries to memorize it as best he can. Yeah. And then he leaves and goes to recite it, <laughs> but he has to rush back for the end because he couldn't memorize the whole thing. He goes back. He's like, "All right, now we kiss." And she's like, "No, I want another one." He's yeah. like, "Okay, hang on." He rushes back to meet Herman. Gets another one. Yeah, the rush is back, and he like he grabs the paper this time, pulls her into a hug so he wouldn't mess it up, yeah. and then reads it behind her back. And she's like, "Okay, I'm ready. Let's do this." And he's like, "Okay, hang on." Rushes back to Herman's like, "Job done. Leave." He goes back to her, and she's like, "Yeah, you ruined the mood. I want another one." Yeah, a part of me is like, like good on him because he didn't want an audience you know like <laughs> yeah. he, he was at least a gentleman enough to be like hey buddy i don't need you to watch what's about to happen so that's good on him you know honestly for Here's that what you do in that case drive back to one of your places just start the car and leave herman will get he the was message gone for like two seconds and she got out of the mood like yeah <laughs> so- i mean I would be kind of irritated too. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like good on him though for getting out and being like, "Hey buddy, just take off. I don't I don't want you to see what's going to happen, you know. <laughs> We're good now. That works." Yeah. Um I uh I'm you know, I don't know. I would have been like, "Shit, get out of my car." Like all you want from me is poetry. Call, yeah. Although all he wants from her is a makeout session. So, you know, well, they're, they're both horrible people he, on this day. He does <laughs> deliver a new poem and it's awful. Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, what do you have a book of poetry out there in the bushes or something? He's like, no, my friend Herman Munster's writing them. Yeah. She's like, go get him for me. And I'm like, at this point, dude, you lost her. Yeah. <laughs> She keeps saying Herman Munster, Herman Munster, like under her breath so yeah. silently. And Clyde's like, hey, uh, yeah, he went home and she's like, OK, well, I have a headache, so yep. we're done. Yep. <laughs> Can you take me home now? And he's like, all right, fine. Um, yeah. Cut to Herman. Her house. No, Herman. Yeah. Herman's house. Her house. Her house. Uh, she's asking her friend to go with her to Herman's house. Mm, yeah yeah and now uh, at the Munster Manor you know as I continue to call it and I'm pretty sure it's never been referred to in the show uh, Lily leaves to go to Clyde's because he's going to meet Herman's mistress there she knows it she says she's going to take him apart so uh, take him apart so much even Frankenstein won't be able to put him back together (laughs) uh and then herman asks grandpa why lily's gone and clyde's address is circled in the phone book and he's like wait a minute clyde met this girl in a bus lily takes a bus every day clyde's with my wife (laughs) (laughs) and he rushes out the door he's gonna go he's gonna go uh horse whip clyde and grandpa's you know like I don't know what the hell's going on. Mm. Then the the knock on the door, grandpa goes back and opens it. He's like, I forgot my horse whip. And grandpa just starts laughing hysterically at this. Yeah. Uh, 
and this is all happening like real fast. Like we are cutting all over the place at this point. This episode is going. I think there's only six episodes left or six minutes left. Yeah. And so we go to Clyde. Lily starts pounding on his door, demanding to speak to Herman. And Clyde is like inside. He's not here. Please leave me alone. She busts that door down over his head. And Clyde's like, look, Herman was writing poetry for me so that I could, you know, give it to a, a girl. And he's like, no, no, no. You're going to tell me where Herman is or I'm going to give you worse than a nosebleed yeah. here. <laughs> and she's like drags him out of the apartment by his ear with the door still attached. And he's like, hang on, hang on, hang on. So they take the door off of him and then they leave. Yeah. Clyde. Somehow during this exchange, Clyde gets suspicious that his girl is on her way to meet Herman, which you should have got that yourself. Mm. Uh, yeah. So now we cut to the girl arriving at the Munster's house. She's like, oh, wouldn't of course a great poet would live in an eccentric house like this. And her friend's like, <laughs> yeah, this looks like you're going to die. Should I wait here? <laughs> <laughs> And then she's uh, she's getting out and she's like, well, hey, if he's good looking, maybe he's got a good looking friend for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Herman is inside digging around the closet for the horse whip. He's like throwing all kinds of things out. Yeah. And we get for the very first time in an episode, the giant bat that Eddie has in the intro. Yep. Yep. Oh, that was cool. Like, finally, it, it we know it exists. It's he not just it something out. they... He pulls it out and he's like, oh, this will kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to kill him. I just want to hurt him. No, I think he says this won't do enough. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's like, I can't find my whip. And there's a knock on the door. Yep. The girl is outside with her eyes closed, just her arms spread open. And she's like, embrace me. <laughs> and I was like, he looks around. He's like, I don't know what's going on, but you want to hug? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he begins hugging her at the exact moment lily and clyde arrive yep the girl finally opens her eyes sees herman and freaks out and runs (laughs) and and lily comes up there and slams the door in his face it's like oh never you're never coming here like leave slams the door in his face they have like an argument and this is where uh herman's like why what are you doing with my best friend yeah. She's like, I can't believe you. And then <laughs> Clyde, like, what are you doing with my girl? And tries to punch Herman in the face and breaks his wrist. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you think Clyde would have learned from before. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Clyde. <laughs> He'll never learn. He's so stupid, huh? <laughs> So now we cut to the living room where everything is being explained to Lily. And Lily's like, I'm so sorry I overreacted. And both Marilyn and Grandpa agree. <laughs> like Lily went so far that she has the rest of the family going like, yeah, you really freaked out this time. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa then insert insults Herman's poems again. And Herman begins reciting <clears throat> some. I can't remember the last bit. 
And that's when Lily rushes to help him finish it. And he's like, you remembered it. I never thought they were bad. You know, they hug and it's a sweet moment and credits. (laughs) Boom. The end. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, final thoughts on the episode before trivia. This one was a weird one. Like it was all over the place. I didn't (laughs) dislike it, but I wouldn't say it's like one of the top tier for me. It was all right. Yeah, it was fun. It was um, it's it's interesting to see Herman's uh, connectivity to these people that we've seen him, you know, have issues with in the past that they're growing out from it. But, you know, it's kind of cool to see him connecting with the bully again. And um, yeah, I, I like to see Herman uh, expand in his art, of course, as his poetry and stuff like that. So we at least know yeah. he can do something good. Yeah, even if he reads real slow, he can do poetry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. As well as, you know, all the sports he can do. Which he reads really slow, but he was writing those poems pretty fast for uh, Clyde. At the yeah, park. he was. So, so uh, the only bit of trivia I have for this one is the title is based on Hector Savinian de uh, Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> I am never going to get that correct, so I'm not even going to try again. Uh, he was a French dramatist and a duelist who is best known for his incredibly large nose, which hmm. was seen, uh, which was uh, depicted pretty accurately in Rostad's 1987 play based on Hector's life. Okay. Hmm. Is that it? Yeah, that's all I got. That's it for this week's episode, guys. Well, um, we're going to get out of here and uh, go and watch a trailer, which will be out by the time you guys hear this episode. So awesome. Um, uh, any last words for today's uh, this week's episode, Tibis? Um, yeah. Uh, if you enjoy hearing my voice, and if you're a fan of our other show, Operation Babel, I've been asked to be on an episode of Across the Bifrost to talk about the new Thor. Okay. Uh, I don't know when it's coming out, but when this episode drops, uh, it will be recorded. So uh, just keep an eye out for that if that's something that interests you and if not we'll see you next week for another monsters uh we will be talking about the musician and prehistoric monster dun 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 awesome man sweet and again we'd also like to uh send out another great thank you to uh daniel roebuck who joined us last week it's a pleasure speaking with him and um i hope everybody enjoyed it regardless of all the audio technicalities <laughs> issues that we had um and go check out the video and we will have our trailer reacts out before this is soon. up before this okay, is before up. this is up yep yep so it'll be we out. haven't made it yet um, but it'll be up <laughs> so thank you very much guys uh again you can email us at the monstercast at outlook.com for anything uh monsters related or to be a guest or anything like that um and with that said We will catch you next time as we take another stroll down 1313 Mockingbird Lane. The lesson I want you to learn is it doesn't matter what you look like. You can be tall or short or fat or thin or ugly or 
handsome, like your father. Uh, it'll be black or yellow or white, it doesn't matter. What does matter is the size of your heart and the strength of your character.